We are live at the 108th Grey Cup in Hamilton. Bonfire Sports, Darren Bombing, Chris Walby, Nick Kowalski, hanging out in the background. He's been doing great work all week here from Hamilton. Chris, have you been on our Instagram? He's killing it. Yeah, you know what? I don't, you know, you're right. I, I, we had this conversation a while back. I don't spend a lot of time on that. I'm pretty much a Facebook and a Twitter guy, and that's about it for me. Um, not technically that advanced, but uh, one day I'll get on there. Uh, I saw somebody had a bonfire shirt, though. Yep. Then I noticed I didn't get a bonfire shirt. I got a bonfire hat and a toque. <laughs> yes. What, they don't come in men's size or what? They're out, they're out in the wild. They do exist. I'm working oh, on oh getting God. a more diverse offering for people. So stay tuned through December into January. You want one of these nice hats. Maybe a toque. Yeah, that's nice, man. I, I maybe, wear my hat all the time. Maybe a toque. There's a picture of, uh, oh, I don't know if it's still up there, but uh, that, there was a shot. If you follow us on Instagram, me and Walby chilling in the pickup yep. truck with our bonfire toques on. The toques are good. My wife took it, though. She she grabbed it. It's gone. Oh, Don't really? Oh, well, oh she, took, she saw it. Okay. She loved it. She wants to wear it. Okay. We'll call it a Christmas present. I'll get you another one. No, it's good. She loves it, man. So that's good. When she's happy, I'm happy. You know what I say? Happy wife, happy life. No, no question. She's she's my favorite Walby. <laughs> Chris, not like you have a whole lot of choices. <laughs> no, I guess not. You know what I mean? let, let's get into the topic yeah, at hand, and that's, of course, a back-to-back between the Bombers and the Ticats. It, it, I've asked players this week, like, does 2019 feel like yesterday or does it seem like forever ago? And, you know, I remember Jake Thomas telling me during media day, it kind of feels like both. Uh, this yeah. will be the third time the Bombers and the Ticats, or at least the cities of Hamilton and Winnipeg, will meet in yeah. back-to-back Grey Cups, 58 and 59. Bombers won both of those matchups. 1961 in the Fog Bowl with Kenny Plain in 1962. Of course, the Bombers won both of those as well. 2019, the Bombers 33-12 dominant victory over the Ticats now sets up this 108th Grey Cup, Chris. Can the Ticats take advantage of home field and roll with that crazy Oski Wee Wee fan base here in the hammer to an upset victory over a powerhouse, fully healthy Winnipeg Blue Bombers. You know, you'll take a line from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders when they started that thing called the 13th Man, and that was the home crowd, right? And you know that it has to have some advantage to the Ticats as far as playing in front. That's what you dream of every if – if your team gets awarded the cup and you're playing in your home stadium, you always want to say, boy, it's nice first to make the playoffs, to win the finals, to get to the Grey Cup, to play in front of your home team. I think it's a big bonus. I think it's one of the X factors that I'm putting, uh, looking at as far as what could turn a tide for the Ticats. Uh, but there's a number of things we'll get into. Uh, but as far as home field advantage, yeah, you know you got to love it. I mean, the Bombers, look at them, 7-0, and basically 8-0 and with the uh, with the West Final, yet 4-3 and on the road. And uh, at home, their defense, only 8 points against at home, 19 or 20 on the road. So... There's always a difference, you know, when you're staying in a hotel. But, you know, the Grey Cup week is totally different, as you well know. Being there all week in Hamilton, it, it it's a fun thing. But for the players, it's tiring. The interviews, the sit-downs, you know, you've got – you're always going to, to breakfast. You've got media day. Photo you've got like crazy. wars, which they move yeah. from Thursday to Friday, last night. And, again, congratulations to all the Bombers. Sweet. You know, Stanley Bryan, Adam Big Hill, and – uh you know, Coach O'Shea, and I'm who am I missing? Zach Kolaris, the league's Zach, most outstanding Zach, player. Uh, on, and, and every one of them well-deserving. No really, question. I, I, yep. Just unbelievable. And then I'm, I'm happiest for, I think, a guy 
not to take it away from the players. I, I love the fact that Coach O'Shea is getting the recognition he deserves. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know he's waxing poetic about, you know, the organization. And that's true. I mean, you talk about Kyle Walters. You talk about how he brought everybody back. You talk about Wade Miller, who, you know, insists on paying these guys. And he's not trying to, you know, uh, close the purse strings to, you know, uh, eliminate guys from coming back. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy about him. So, I mean, this game, to me, is the best game. And it sounds kind of cliche but it's all over. It's yeah. it. You know, the guys have walked through today. They play tomorrow. Well, this will be shown tomorrow, so obviously we're taping a day ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, but we're mere hours away from kickoff right now. Oh, there you go. Well, you know, the thing is they want to – like, you want to get this over with. You want to get on the field. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's such a distraction, and people don't understand that when you're on the traveling team too, right? You're bringing your kids out, your parents. You're bringing out your wives, your girlfriends, you know, your ex-girlfriends, whatever. You're trying to make up with them. You know what I mean? That's a whole nice you – know, It's a good place to do it. Yeah, it's a good place to do it, right? So um, – and I liked what Orlando Steinhauer – I know I'm going all over the place, but I, Orlando Steinhauer said something I thought in the, in the coaches' conference when he said – I want my players to enjoy it. It's one, it's, it's so hard. I mean, Lloyd Fairbanks never went to a cup, played 16 years. It's crazy when you think about that. In a small, you know, nine-team league, not to make the, you know, not to make the great cup. Well, it's so you it's rare really to, enjoy- yeah, it's rare to be in, in, in a championship game, let alone yeah. win one. But Yeah, so, I mean, that's the biggest yeah. thing, right? So, I mean, uh, you know, I liked Orlando. He said, I want my guys to go out. And I, I think they're old enough to understand, you know, yeah, you go out Wednesday, you go out Thursday. Now, Friday, Saturday, you know, Friday, Saturday, you shut her down. Uh, but you should go out and enjoy some of the festivities. You should get out there and meet the people. It's your fans. Well, that's we're a the, fan-driven league, right? Right, so. and, and those Hamilton players, like we were talking about, you know, how, how rare it is to play in a championship game, how rare it is to win a championship. Yeah. It's even more rare, Chris, to play in a championship in your home building with your oh, fans yeah. and your bed at night and – all of those regular creature comforts that come from it being in your own facility, familiarity with everything, where everything is, how to get what you need to get ready to go. Uh, I think that shouldn't be overlooked. Now, do I think the Hamilton Tiger Cats will win the 108th Grey Cup? That's not my prediction at all. I think the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are just too good. Hamilton, I like the way Milt Stiegel put it. The, the Hamilton Tiger Cats are going to have to play a perfect game. But if there was ever a scenario where the you know the stage is set for the tie cats to play a perfect game yep. this yes. is it it's a rematch it's the same two quarterbacks it's familiarity it's bad taste in their mouth from 2019 where they were the powerhouse uh, of 13 win team and and going into calgary and absolutely getting the boots handed to them 33 12 right like jefferson yep. and jeff coat and Teadric Hansen and, and Steven Richardson, those guys on the D-line beat them up at the line of scrimmage. It was why Dane Evans couldn't get too much going. And then on offense, well, yeah, the, the play calling, the design of, of Paul Apolis in that game plan, Chris, was, was masterful in my opinion. Andrew Harris had the Red Sea parted for him uh, in, on some of those runs. And, and you know, Chris Strebler, uh, you know, catching a touchdown and throwing for a touchdown and Andrew Harris doing it on the ground and in the air on off the arm of, of Chris Streveler. What a secret weapon he was. The Hamilton Tiger Cats talked this week, you can't bring a knife to a gunfight. 
they know the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will have all guns cocked and ready to oh, blaze, yeah. and they're prepared. They're ready. I'm expecting a serious effort and tilt from the hometown Ticats. The interesting thing, and I'll, I'll, first I want to go back to one of your earlier comments. You'll find that these guys, uh, even at even at your at your home stadium, the Ticats will be in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, because what will happen is they'll have meetings all day. You'll have them a lot more meetings because they want to make sure they don't leave any stone unturned, especially when you're going. Having said that, I look back at the Grey Cup. Zach Kalars did not throw a touchdown. The touchdown that we got through the air was Trebler to Harris. Right. I mean, Andrew Harris had what 149 something yards rushing combined, or yeah, he had a, yeah. He had, a, he had a, game one this year. He didn't play. I believe it was Brady Oliveira had the big game running the ball. That is the key. On the other side, conversely, the Ticat defense is number one against the run. So that is a really interesting thing. Averaging 79, they've really tightened up. But man, that's they the just, big you thing. Know, you know where I'm going with this, man. 97 is not playing for the Tie Cats, mm-hmm. and I'm blown away. It seems like every time the Bombers play, something happens, whether it's Vernon Adams in Montreal. You know what I mean? If somebody's a key guy's hurt. Ted Laurent is a key on that defensive line, that, he, that tackle position. He is a star and player. Yeah. A pen, yeah, appendicitis had a, has a se- uh, procedure done. He will not be in that game. They're playing a guy named Les Autry, 6'2, 305 out of University of Mississippi. Played the first game, did not play after that. So this is a guy who's thrust into the limelight. Maybe he has the biggest game of his life. You don't know. He might need but to. They have to stop. He might need they to have, have the best game of his life. He has to. He has to step in and feel some big shoes. Yeah. Listen, you, you look at that defense, and I look at the Ticats. Um, obviously, Santos Knox, uh, you know, 70 tackles. You got Simone Lawrence. Listen, Simone, Simone, Lawrence, Simone Lawrence lost a tight battle of Big Hill. And if you look at Simone Lawrence's stats, and it tells you how it's a team award sometimes because the Bombers obviously, uh, you know, basically dominate every defensive category. But, you know, Simone Lawrence had, you know, four sacks. He's got three interceptions, 73 tackles. He's, that's a, that is a MVP or MOP type season for him. Yeah. So there's no shame coming runner up, even though I know it's the third time I think he's, you know, being the bridesmaid. I'm sure he's – and you take that anger into the game. Exactly. I would. Yeah. I would, you know, I know what it's like when I lost 91 and or 92 and 93 to, uh, or 91 and 92 to, uh, Mills, Jimmy Mills out of BC, uh, bridesmaid two years old. It does not leave a good taste in your mouth. So, yeah. you know, you, you appreciate that, that, you know, you, there's guys that they voted against you or voted uh, for somebody else. But you also want to take that fire in the game, play smart. And I, that's why I think the defense, when I'm looking at this defense, you're talking about Jagera Davis. Five straight great cups, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Four sacks in his last two playoff games. He's got six on the season. He's really coming on. And I think Stanley Bryant gave him a great compliment and said he's quick as a cat. Yeah. I mean, he, he can get to the ball. He makes plays. Well, and Jagera so, Davis is like, he's not Willie Jefferson. He's not that like long, no. uh, you know, I don't want to say, un- like, he is a pro athlete, but Willie Jefferson said it. They're very close friends. He's like, my boy's got a belly, but he can move. 
Jaguar yeah. Davis is dropping into coverage. Like he's making plays. Did you see that play? Yeah. The last Unbelievable. Game. Like yeah. this is a yeah. defensive end, a guy who Covering hangs his hat. Yeah. He, yep. He's hanging his hat on sacks and tackles for loss and beating guys up at the point of attack, right at the line of scrimmage. He's turning, running 20 yards downfield and then making the play on a deep pass. It's been impressive to watch Jaguar Davis. I've heard it from a variety of people here at yep. Grey Cup week, even last week, Chris. Jaguar Davis might be the MVP of the 2021 postseason. He has been that good, and, and you're right. You, you, you hit on yeah. You hit on something, DB. I'm sorry, but you, you you just you were all over exactly where I was going, and that is sometimes we put too much emphasis on a sack, and we don't understand the other importance of you know like uh, the, the pressures, the disruption, the forced fumbles, just the contain uh, on the edge, you, right? You, you know, you look at these things, his coverage of the running back in the end zone to not allow that, you know, that uh, pass to Toronto's running back foster. Unbelievable. Well, this like, is a, you know, that's what uh, offensive, that's what offensive coordinators do. They try to find that exact yep. mismatch, that exact wrinkle uh, to throw at an opposing defense. And what happens? Yep. Well, there's a reason Jagira Davis is a superstar in the Canadian football yep. league. Yeah, you yep. can scheme against the tie cats. He makes a play and you know, uh, the tie cats end up winning that game. What, what a comeback it was in the East final for yes. the tie cats. And, well, yeah. I, th I think that kind of leads into um, a huge storyline for the Hamilton tiger cats. And that is once again, after starting the majority of the games, Jeremiah Mazzoli will not start in the Grey Cup yep. for the Ticats. Dane Evans stepped in with the Ticats struggling to move the ball consistently in the first half against the Toronto Argonauts in the East Final. He went 16 of 16. He looked like a reborn quarterback. He looked excellent yes. in that game. And well, you talk about having a bad taste in your mouth. You talk about um, having a little extra motivation or a fire burning in your belly. Yeah, Simone, Jagarid Davis, um, you know, uh, a whole pile of tie cats, no doubt have that. But I think yep. one that maybe more than anybody is Dane Evans. He is in a situation in Hamilton where, well, you know, uh, David Watford started two games for the Ticats this year. There's three good quarterbacks, uh, but two that are really fighting to be legit starters and, and consistent players and get that nice payday as quarterbacks yep. deserve in this league. And for Dane Evans, his opportunity is in the 108th Grey Cup to elevate himself, get himself yep. in that conversation of the best quarterbacks in the CFL. Well, and it's interesting because last time they played in 2019, Mazzoli did not play. It was Dane, and I think it was Watford as the backup. Yeah. Where now you have Jeremiah and Maya. So if Dane, I don't think he's going to – I think he's much smarter. I think he's much more comfortable uh, comfortable in that offense. I think that, you know, he's got a good rapport with the offense quitter, Tommy Condell. Um, my big thing is I always look over matchups, right? And I looked at last Grey Cup because, I, I mean, that's a big game. That's what I look at. And the Bombers – uh, you know, basically six quarterback sacks, five. And I, this is, I know Andrew Harris was the outstanding player. In my mind, it could have very well been Willie Jefferson. Yeah. Three sacks, a forced fumble. Jackson Jeffcoat is, is, is bookend, two sacks. I looked at the stats this year. The Bombers have 39 quarterback sacks. 36 of those sacks are from the D-line. That's how dominant this D-line is. Now, Let's look at who they got to go against. Now they got a new guy. Obviously, you've got uh, Jordan Murray, 6'9". 
Like, he didn't play against this. This is going to be the first time he faces these guys. He is a big man. You know, Nick and I watching him on the field, you're like. Oh, big time. Whoa. Oh, he's a mountain. Yeah. He's a mountain. And then you got Chris Van Ziel, who won the outstanding lineman last year over Stanley Bryant and really had a rough, rough game. You know, the redemption factor for him is I, I have to play better. I have to have the game of my life against those two defensive ends to make things happen. So I believe Chris Van Zyl is from Southern Ontario, so he's going to have lots of family. This is an important well, game for him in, right? I mean, in that sense, too. And then you got to look at everything. And I love throwing all these little intangibles out. Because when I look at their roster last year and what they have going this year, Tim White did not play. Mm-hmm. Dunbar Jr., Stephen Dunbar Jr., did yep. not play. Pappy White, I told you, the moonshine kid. He did not play. Uh, you know, Dane Evans didn't play. Don Jackson, a new running back, is only in his fifth game. Yeah, their, run, their run game is a lot stronger. A lot better. A lot better. And listen, they, and they had Tyrell Sutton last year time in a great cup. He was not a bad running back. Where's he now, though? They've got a better scheme. Yeah. I'm just looking at the way they this offense looks different. They've got, you know, the, yeah, they don't have Frankie Williams, but they have, I think, Pappy and, and Brandon Banks. And I expect to see Brandon a little bit more. Like, he's healthy this year. He went into that cup with some rib injuries in 2019. Well, still had some catches, but he was not the Brandon Banks. Well, here, here's the thing, Chris. He, he's sorry, sorry to cut you out. He's oh, well, in, ahead, he's well into his 30s. What's his nickname? Speedy B. What's the yeah. first thing to go when you get into your 30s? It's hair. your speed. Well, maybe hair. Yeah, hair. <laughs> maybe. I'm still, I'm still there. No, but I might win at 30. When, when it comes to Brandon Banks, that's what I see. I don't, you know, maybe he just doesn't have that same twitch, that same burst, that same acceleration, that same top end that he has, um, has had. And, you know, reason why, you know, he was, you know, in the MOP conversation for years and winning it in 2019. But don't sleep on Braylon Addison. Don't sleep on, um, Nick, who am I forgetting? Jalen. Well, I don't think, no, you're thinking about Jalen. He's got his AirPods. Jalen Acklin. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, don't sleep, don't sleep on those guys. Don't sleep on them. You know, they have got a lot of weaponry for Dane Evans to use. And yeah. yes, DeAndre Alford and Dietrich Nichols, all-star or all-star caliber seasons for the Blue Bombers. Nick Taylor, um, Winston Rose, I think he's probably got his feet wet enough back in the CFL waters, working yeah. through some things with those first couple games back after time with the Cincinnati Bengals. And then Brandon Alexander. Far and away the best safety in the game today. Yep. No argument Barry, from anybody there. Did he get fined? Sorry to ju- cut no. you off. No. Did he get fined for that hit? Because he I'll tell not. you what, I thought he was going to get thrown out of the game. You know, the forearm shiver, right? Like, are are yeah. you are you here or are you here? You know. Yeah, but I, but I mean that's the thing, right? I've seen worse or less contact where guys get they're gone, right? Or they get a yep. fine. No, nope. I'm surprised. But listen. That would have been a huge loss in that game against yeah. Saskatchewan. It would have been even a bigger loss if he was, you know, going against uh, Brandon Alexander. And then I guess, should we touch on this now? I guess so. Sure. I mean, obviously, this is a tough situation where guys can't travel. Unvaxxed player, you know, that's a two. I, I, I broke that story on Tuesday. Yeah, I, I, I know in, you did. You're on top of it, brother. I was You're in Mississauga, but, but there he was on the suspended list. And, you know, yeah. we knew this was coming. The Blue Bombers had been clear for weeks. They were 99% vaccinated when it came to their players. There yeah. are rules in place in the Canadian Football League and, and yeah. you know, the, their member teams. There's also rules in place, provincial and federal health guidelines. Two things came into play here. Tui Ellie could have driven 
to Hamilton to play in the game, but you cannot travel to the game separate from your team unless it's an extenuating circumstance. So ineligible to play on the suspended list. Yep. Chris Kolinkowski will dress along yep. with uh, Jeff Gray as the sixth and seventh. Gray being the sixth, of course, on that offensive line. The Blue Bombers moved to a true jumbo package late in the year. They used it a lot in the, the West final, Chris, and that was putting Jeff Gray and Tuielli both at, at a double tight end set. And they really, that, that's a reason why their wedge package has still been effective, despite yeah. there being a lot of tape on it throughout the year. That's why Sean McGuire or Andrew Harris or whomever is carrying the ball in those short yarded situations have been effective. I expect Chris Kolinkowski to dress. I think Josh Miller, the rookie defensive back will be the reserve to scratch in the 108th Grey Cup. Yep. We'll know that 60 minutes prior to kickoff. But either way, however it shakes out, the Bombers yep. are healthy. They yeah, are tip-top shape. Yeah, it, 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 it stinks for Tui and, and you know... It's, I feel it was bad his, for the kid, but, you know, that's It was the his decision. It was that's his, his decision. Rules. Yep. But, you know, he is. This is a guy that, when he was playing at NCAA, was rated one of the top centers in the NCAA. Right. And he was a he's a great run blocker, very physical. Uh, nothing against the kid that'll take his place in Kolakowski or or uh, or Jeff Gray, but uh, I think they lose something when they lose a guy of the strength and the aggressiveness of a very confident uh, Asatui. So you know, look, man, I, I think it's I think it's important to put this out there. We don't know why he chose yeah, to not be vaccinated that's, that's or not, inclined to not, not be vaccinated. Issue. No, it, it's that's not our issue. issue. This is what I know about Tuielli. Okay, he loves football. He loves his teammates. He wished yep. he could be there in the 108th Grey Cup. But the reality yep. is, I, I know he is a high character individual. Him yep. and his father, both tribal chiefs, in their um, you know in their communities uh, in Hawaii. He was born in Richmond, British Columbia, but you know he is Polynesian, and you know it, it could have been a variety of things that came into play. But this is not a guy who's just like, no, that's not good enough for me. It's, People are entitled to their decision about vaccination or not. I encourage people to get vaccinated and, and help protect uh, the people around us in our community. But sometimes it's not possible. And we don't know for sure why Tui didn't. But the Bombers will be in good hands regardless. They oh, yeah. are healthy top to bottom. Listen, you're right. And, and But I think it was important we brought it up. And I think you did a yeah. fantastic job, as always, Mr. Darren. Of, of, of explaining because I've been asked at a number of times, why couldn't he drive it? And I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So I, cause everybody says, well, why does he just hop in a car? I did not know that he could not travel without his teammates. So that's a yeah. very, uh, I'm glad we got that point out. Cause that, that clarifies a lot for me and for people out there wondering. So now, there, there are people, there are people saying like, if the Argos were in the gray cup or now it's the tie cats, they have yeah. members of their team that are unvaccinated yes. and they can play. Yes. Well, yeah. that's the world we live in right now with, yeah health guidelines and you know transmission is number one when it comes to COVID-19 it's the number one concern it is for sure so yeah That's like look here let me cry let's keep perspective right and I'm not speaking yeah. to you Chris I'm speaking to everybody out there keep perspective in mind here 12 months ago we were like oh man it's December. No we didn't have a yeah. we didn't have a Grey Cup. We didn't have a championship. The Winnipeg Blue no. Bombers weren't able to capitalize on the the you know the the celebration and the honor of being Grey Cup champions for the first time in nearly three decades. We didn't have football to play. We we couldn't even play games. Here we are. It's December. It was 17 Celsius in Hamilton on Saturday, Chris. 
The wind was blowing. There's a crazy system coming in. It was pouring rain on Friday night. It's been wild, but the weather will be good. Everyone is healthy. We have two excellent football clubs. Yeah. 30 plus thousand will be in attendance at Tim Hortons Field. A That's home nice. team playing yeah. in this game. It'll be broadcast on ESPN2 in the United States, TSN here in Canada. Bob Irving is in the house. It's going to be uh, across the globe. We're playing a yeah. championship game here in Canada. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I've said it a million times. We're playing football. Thank whoever you need to thank uh, and yeah. pray to whoever you need to pray to. Uh, it's a great thing. We're going to be playing the 108th. It's interesting, though, too, because you hit on it again, the home. And uh, going back and doing some research like I do, being the scholar that I am. Oh, yes. The home teams who have hosted the last three have won the last three Grey Cups, which I found very interesting. Most so, recently Saskatchewan, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing is uh, when you go down and look at all the stuff and you look at everything and you break it all down. Um, you know, when I look at the last game, when I went back and watched the last Grey Cup game, I, you know, the first game of the season is still everybody's trying to figure everything out. I don't put a lot of stock in that. They only played Hamilton once, but I went back to the Grey Cup, and I was I was amazed to see that uh, during their they turned the ball over three times in their first four offensive drives, and that's Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Now Hamilton's looking at going. They're looking at saying, you know, this turnovers is the key anyway, right? I think uh, Natea is it Ajay Ajay the yep. guy he's working for. He had a great stat that I listened to him today. He was talking about. He said that twenty two. Or, yeah, 22 or 23 of the last 24 teams to win the Grey Cup, which is an outstanding 99 point whatever percent, win the turnover battle. Mm-hmm. Bombers had six turnovers last week against Saskatchewan. And I thought Saskatchewan did a outstanding job of ripping the ball. I can think of Drew Wilatarski. Uh, you know, obviously the fluky one off of uh, Dembski, that's not the one. But the one they ripped the ball out, it caused a couple of fumbles. Uh, they caused, uh, you know, Zach. When's the last time you've seen Zach throw three interceptions in a game? Mm, That's in his head. I know he's not thinking about it, but, hey, Hamilton's looking at the film. What did they do? Right? I mean, what did, what do we have to do? Everybody takes something from somebody. So they're going to look at uh, whatever, whether Mark Washington looks at uh, what Toronto did against us, whether they look at what Saskatchewan did successfully against us. Everybody wants to see how do they beat the Bombers. And right now, the key for Hamilton is obviously stopping the run game. It really is. But then, and I say, and then, because look who you got now. You got Kenny Lawler, who's got, you know, 10 over 30 catches, 10 30-yard-plus catches. You, you got Darwin Adams, who he's going to break out every time. Yeah, you got, uh, you know, Rasheed Bailey, who's strong. I watched him on a run play, knock duck, but Jesus out of a defensive end coming across against Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. These are blockers not only do they yep. catch the ball extremely well they've got too, so right? many weapons they yeah. got so many weapons man it's crazy yeah no chris you know a couple things i, w- I want to touch on there and, and you know let's uh, touch on them yeah let's touch on them so um first is you know you mentioned um uh the run game and simone lawrence yes. i asked him you know do you want to play against andrew harris do you expect him to play in this game harris told me after the uh, West final. He's like, I'm confident I'll play in the Grey Cup. Oh, okay. So like, you know, we don't have to talk about that this week. That was a nice thing. Um, yeah. But Simone Lawrence, who absolutely is is a would have been a deserving uh, winner of yep. most outstanding defensive player. Adam Beagle gets his third. We talked about that. Um, but Simone said, we want their best. He wants Andrew to play. And like, yeah. look, between me and you and everybody watching out there, I have a feeling that Simone Lawrence and Andrew Harris 
don't like each other very much. Uh, they always seem to elevate their individual game when going head to head. And, yep. you know, redemption, revenge, bad taste in your mouth, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Andrew is going to try to do the same thing he did in Calgary in 2019. Simone's going to try to write a completely different script and show everybody he should have been the most outstanding defensive player this year. That leads into something I do want to touch on. Encourage everybody to check out all of the great videos down below. Be sure to like, subscribe, right comment, give the thumbs up, all that stuff. Uh, Chris, read the comments, reply to these people. They want to hear from you. Um, but down there, you'll see uh, my exchanges one-on-one. -on -one. It, it was in a group setting, but I, I you know, kind of had a back and forth with Adam Big Hill, with Stanley Bryant, with Mike O'Shea, with Zach Kolaris. And it brings me back to the coach's introductory presser here in Hamilton early in Grey Cup week. And you have two guys sitting up there in Orlando Steinauer and Mike O'Shea, who are old teammates old yep. friends, old coaching mates, and now facing each other a consecutive time in the Grey Cup. And you can sense the mutual respect, the adoration, the appreciation, the friendship between those two as coaches. And, you know, uh, it was interesting listening to some of the questions asked of them, you know, like, what, what do you respect most about Mike? What do you like most about uh, yes. how Orlando coaches? And, and in the end, my takeaway was, and, and other people's too, the, there's a reason Hamilton and Winnipeg are in the Grey Cup again. And it's not no. Andrew Harris, or it's not uh, Don Jackson, it's not Simone Lawrence, it's not Brandon Alexander. It's the culture that Mike O'Shea has built in Winnipeg. It's the culture that Orlando Steinhauer has built in Hamilton. They're similar. They let the players play. They let the players organize and manage themselves in the locker room. They let the coordinators do their job. And then as head coach Orlando or Mike, they kind of just let everything happen, ensure everything's lined up and, and, and away they go. They play for their teammate. They don't play for the logo. They don't play for their coach to impress them. A lot of, I like the way Orlando Steinhauer put it this week, Chris. A lot of people don't like their boss. But that doesn't stop you yep. from going to your job and doing a good job and trying to get a promotion and trying to get a raise. You go bust your tail and you're going to get rewarded for it. And oftentimes that motivation comes from the guy in the desk next to you, whether he's working on a project with you or she's working on a project with you or you're competing with them for that next promotion. You don't have to like your boss as long as you have a good mentality and culture in the building. You're going to get the best out of the players. You're going to get the best out of your team. And I think that's what's happened in Hamilton and in Winnipeg. Well, they're two that are very similar in, their, in the way they handle themselves, just to what you said. The other thing that I like is I remember a coach, I don't know who it was, who, who said, uh, he quoted one time, and I remember I was doing a great cup for uh, CBC, and I can't remember one of the coaches. might have been Ronnie Lancaster, who said, a smart head coach hires people better than himself. Yeah. If right. you think you're the guy and you want it to be all about you, you're not going to win many games. Right. And you can't control your staff through fear. Right. You have to let coach and be who they are mm -hmm. and bring out the best in their players. And that's what I think both these guys, Steinhauer and O'Shea, have done uh, remarkably well. Uh, yeah, it, it, you're right. I mean, back-to-back, -back, the meeting, you know, 2019-2021, you know that Orlando Steinhauer would love – to win this game in front of his home crowd. There's rumors he might be taking the University of Washington 
defensive coordinator job. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that comes to fruition, I mean, you know, no one's talking about, which is great because you don't want to take away from the game. But we can talk about it a little bit. I just mentioned, it. I let that go. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we'll I just want happens. to see it. the guy that we should talk. The guy that's going to make, uh, I think, I talked about turnovers already. So turnovers is huge. The other thing I think is going to be a major, major factor in this game is special teams. And I think yeah. that Jeff Reinbolt, what he did against Toronto on the fake third and one where Dane Evans kept the ball, uh, when I watched that great run back of 92 yards in a power turn by Pappy White, uh, you know what? If you can get your special teams rolling, they got a rookie kicker that was a uh, – what's this guy's name? Demal- uh, uh, Domagala, Michael Domagala Carlton. We got a guy named Sergio. I think we win that battle. I think Sergio's that confident, right? I mean, he, he kicked a 50-yarder already, right? He's he seven for nine. Sergio, Sergio Castillo has never kicked in a playoff game. Yeah, it was last week was his first. I mean, never kicked. That's okay, right. Didn't so, yeah, lot, last week was his first. Yeah. He, uh, the only thing he did was extra point. Uh, yeah, so that's a good point there, too, Darren. Again, smack. Okay. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I like it. Listen, I, I, the worst thing that can happen for the CFL is to have a blowout. It's not good. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I know a lot of teams. I mean, I don't know what the odds are. I well, think it's like look, the one hundred seven, the one hundred seventh Grey Cup wasn't an absolute blowout, but it was a dominant no, no. Blue Bombers win. It was and you know what? The, it was close to the third end of the third quarter. And then it got right. Then it but, got. Way but over. that was a good football game because of the story it told. Right, Andrew Harris. Yeah. Um, you know, doesn't win CFL MOP. Shows up yeah. with a huge chip on his shoulder, goes off, is an absolute monster in that game, deserving a most outstanding Canadian, most outstanding player in the Grey Cup. Huge upset. The Ticats, nobody expecting them to get beaten that handily by the Blue Bombers who had to like, they finished third in the West. They had to go on the road, you know, like skin of their teeth to beat the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the 2019 West Final. And, you know, if it wasn't for an upright, it might have been painted differently. So... Uh, you know, you, yeah, you, can, well, you, that's can, what it is. you know, I think this game, you can look at score predictions and what you expect and all that. I, I think it's going to yeah. be a great game because Hamilton's playing at home. Nobody yeah. is going to quit. And uh, I loved some of the questions that Paul Friesen of the Winnipeg Sun actually shout out to Paul and Ted Taylor, Allen, Jeff Hamilton, uh, Ted Wyman, that is uh, of the Sun, and, and Jeff and uh, uh, Taylor from the free press doing great work. Uh, here all week. Ed Tate from BlueBombers.com with Riley Mara and their team. Uh, Bob Irving is here. Great to see him at another Grey Cup and, and being honored uh, as he should be as he uh, heads into retirement. Um, but Paul Friesen asked a whole bunch of Blue Bomber players, do you expect this to be a slugfest or a track meet? And it's interesting. Some of those like guys that play on the outside, DBs, receivers, oh, it's going to be a track meet. And then you ask the guys up front, like Michael Couture, Slugfest. Teadric Hansen. Slugfest. He didn't oh, know. Come on. We're talking about offense. You're talking about the pits. No. It's always a slugfest. But, but, that, but that's, but that's I, I appreciated that color coming from the players because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, th- these two teams are going to strategize and game plan like crazy. But then when it comes down to it, how did the Blue Bombers lose to the Argos early in the season? They got punched in the mouth. Yeah. The Argos beat them up. And it was a wake-up call. I think it served the Bombers well. But, Chris, that's how you beat Winnipeg. M- Milt Stiegel says the Ticats are going to have to play a perfect game. Part of that perfect game, I would even argue half of that perfect game, is being the more physical team, is winning 
the line of scrimmage is, you know, yeah. smacking them around and making them think for a second before they try to go up for a ball or, or gain an edge or a block. That's going to be a huge factor. Play physical, but play smart. Right. The worst thing that can happen in big games is where you take stupid penalties and cost your team a big play on offense yeah. or give the offense a big play against you. Uh, you know, the Bombers, again, are number one for the least amount of penalties taken. Uh, they're very well coached. Hamilton's not bad either this time. But I watched the game against Toronto, and they took some penalties, took a couple PIs, and he can't have that. Not, you know, they're going to have to play pretty much a near-perfect game against these guys, and it's going to come down to pressure. First off, you got to stop Andrew Harris. That's the number one goal. You know that's what their goal is. Mm-hmm. Two, if you're going to bring these linebackers, Santos Knox, Simone Lawrence, all these guys on blitzes, there's going to be an opening behind. And Zach can read this. One of the things he's done so well is he reads pre-snap where to go with that football. Their Hamilton's going to have to do a great job of disguising what they're doing. Don't line up in it. Jump back and forth. Make them think. Hold the ball a little bit. That's the only chance you got. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'll I'll cut you off because I think that's a huge. Sure you do. You cut me off. Well, yeah, I'm good at it, right? But uh... (laughs) just like when you drive. (laughs) Well, don't get me started. When I got to drive out to you in the other end of town, absolutely. So if I can get there Uh, in a decent amount of time. Ghetto, buddy. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, you're out in the sticks, right? No, Chris. Here's the thing. In championship games, it's all on the line. You open up the entire playbook. You let it all hang out, and uh, you know, let the best team win. For the Hamilton Tiger Cats, we we talked about it. Ted Laurent going down and, and won't start in this game. What we didn't talk about is that he's Canadian and it's going to affect the ratio. Now, the depth chart is out. You can look at that all you want. Yeah. You take the depth chart with a grain of salt in the Canadian Football League. You take any depth chart, any roster, any even a guy lining up on one play, you can't trust he'll be there on the next. It's going to be a huge, well, I think it'll be a significant strategic advantage for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. It's tough losing Ted Laurent. They're going to have to adjust their ratio. Tunde Ndeleke, Sean Thomas Erlington, of course, Ndeleke being a DB and Erlington a running back. The ways that they might do some different things, um, the Blue Bombers aren't exactly sure how that will roll out. But, you know, you'll, you'll ask them and they'll say, well, hey, we're just focused on ourselves. And uh, I think yeah, that's all they, they, that they can do. But that, that could play a factor um, in this game. Chris, before, I, I, I know you're tight for time today because, hey, you're, you're Chris you. Walby. You got three great cup rings. You got number 60. I see number 60 behind you there. I, I have no doubt you're going to be a busy man all through this weekend. And, of course, here on game day, but I have to ask you before we get your keys to the game. You've been here before. You've been in five great yep. cups. You've won three. So you know what it's like to hoist it at the end, and you know what it's like to go to that locker room empty-handed following a no-doubt tough, you know, a tough slog through a professional football season. When you wake up on Grey Cup morning, what goes through your mind? Happiness. Finally getting to play. Like I mentioned earlier to you, DB, uh, after a while, you know, you just get tired of, you know, going to the interviews, going to the team dinners, going to this thing. Sometimes you just want to go back in your room and then you say, actually, day two is kind of fun. Day three, it's okay. Novelty is starting to wear off. Now you get close to the game. It's like, let's play this game. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. We were in, I can't remember, we were playing in uh, Edmonton. I don't think it was our first game. Or maybe it was BC. It was BC, I think, and whatever. We were playing a game. We were getting introduced, and uh, they put us out. We were playing Edmonton in the Grey Cup, so it might have been 90. It was 90, mm-hmm. uh, 1990, and they introduced us first, and people are booing us. 
as we walk on the stage. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? I find out then, the Edmonton says, I'm not putting my players out there. The head coach says, no, we're not putting our guys out. The reason these people were mad was because they put us in this old folks' home and we were interrupting their bingo game. <laughs> <laughs> they could give two rats behind Ooh, these big fat guys coming on stage getting introduced. They're like, no, get me under the O. I need O63. Wow. So, I mean, that, Just so when I think I, of, I, yeah. I've heard every Grey Cup story, there's another one. Like, that I've oh, never no, heard anything like that before. That's a true one. And I tell you what, but you know what, Darren, to your attaching question, even, yeah, it's fun to get there. I think you covered it uh, just tremendously when you said there's nothing to, you're, you're basically totally naked. Everything's there. There's no sense holding back. There's no sense leaving a play in a playbook. There's no sense doing any of this. Are we going to see some fake punts where you throw across the field? Are you going to see some trickery? Absolutely. Whatever it takes to give your team the edge. And I know you asked me for my keys. I only have one key, baby. Hmm. Win the turnover battle. That's it. I think whoever wins that turnover battle will win the football game. And I think the Bombers have to control that football and protect the football. And I think the team that does it best will win this football game. Well, I got to send out a couple shout outs and big thanks to Jordy and Jill Wilson at San Vito Coffee House for their continued support. Of course, Jordy, head coach of the Winnipeg Rifles, a junior yeah. football team, uh, very close to my heart. Love working with those people. Jordy is a phenomenal person and head coach. Jill is like my favorite person in the world. 2293 Portage Avenue in sunny St. James. Great food. They cater and their coffee is like off the charts it's just awesome you want a cappuccino or or something fancy they can definitely make that up for you right and i i love their beans i take them home grind them myself and uh it's worthwhile but great food there uh you might even see like you know buck pierce strolling through there bob irving it, it's a spot uh so check them out and of course big thanks to body logics the nutrition and supplement company big shout out to dj lalama former blue bomber uh yes. montreal alouette uh, edmonton elk and uh, manitoba bison who is uh working uh with the body logics team everybody there big thanks for partnering with us uh at gray cup uh this week on bonfire sports and we're looking forward to more of that as well but more than anything chris thank you to you you are a legend, a gentleman, a close friend of mine for the work we've done through the years and your your insight and, and your personality, your energy that you bring and have brought to Game Day Winnipeg here on Season 1 on Bonfire Sports. I'm never going to forget it, man. I know everybody out there appreciates it, appreciates it well, as well. You know, DB, we've been doing this for a long time, whether it be at TSN, now we're doing this podcast, which is a new wave of the future. I, I enjoy it. Uh, as you say, we're buddies, we're amigos, we get to talk football, something we both are passionate about. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's fun. And I, I, you know, I know that there's times you'll phone me and go, Hey, Walsh, can you hang around till five? And I'm like, no, man, I got to go. But then, you know, I back down, I go, okay, I'll be there. You're good. And I love the fact that, uh, (laughs) you know, you mentioned DJ Lama, uh, Get me some of that body logic stuff, buddy. Come yeah, on, buddy. I'll set you up. This body, man. Yeah, I'll get you Woo-hoo! some some B, uh, branch chain amino acids and some protein, yeah. some creatine. I know you like that stuff. But I yeah, Body it, Logics, yeah. they've got a fantastic lineup uh, of fully certified, top end, tested, good, clinically tested, and um, um, you know, uh, uh, created supplements. 
Willie Jefferson, Jackson Jeffcoat, Brandon Alexander, Mike Bedson, Jake Thomas, a whole bunch of Toronto Argonauts players, Major League Baseball, the National Hockey League. Like these guys know what they're doing, and it shows in the pro athletes that put their trust in Body Logics. And uh, we're proud to be powered by Body Logics here on Bonfire right Sports. Chris, you got a score prediction for the 108th Grey Cup. I don't have a score, uh, DB. I'd love to give you one. I, I think I, I was talking to Mike Richards out of Ontario the, earlier, another uh, great guy, and I think I said 23-19 for the Bombers. I just I just feel the Bombers have – I go down that roster, I'm, I'm looking for how they could fall apart. And then I thought last week, well, the turnovers, maybe they – that's why I really believe the turnovers are a huge thing. I just think the Bombers win in back-to-back championships. But having said that, I'm so happy that it's a rematch. You know, I loved I love both these coaches. I mean, uh, Orlando Steinhauer, I know Michael Shea. I played again. I played against both these idiots, and I love these guys, man. They're they're, <laughs> they're not idiots, they're, you know what I mean? But they're good guys. So that's football lingo for your for your teammate. You know, the guy you got to go up against. I'll say this. I'll say this to you, DB. Enjoy the game, and safe travels back, brother. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, Chris. I'm going to be at my buddy's place. We'll be watching on a big screen. I'll toast you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be a, a real fun game. And, and thanks to everybody out there uh, who supported Amen. Bonfire Sports uh, all throughout the season. We wouldn't be here without you. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Chris, enjoy the game. Everybody out there, enjoy the game. I think the Bombers are going to win this one. I think Mike O'Shea is going to solidify himself in Winnipeg sports history as one of the greats. Yep. Congratulations. Go Big Blue. You see it right here, buddy. That's the win.